Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. Yo, it's Love Dorsey. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard, man. Say what made me laugh, made me cry. I told him the truth, he lied. He lied. Too much pride is Alright, so we got Love Dorsey off the porch with us today. Yeah, no. How you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. You feel the weather good up here? It ain't too cold. Like, you know, know, I'm from Florida, so. I think you brought some of that Florida weather up with you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up, yeah. Um, what else are you working on here in Atlanta during this trip? Man, the music, I just signed with AE. Shout out to Authentic Empire. You know, that's the home team. Okay. Um, you know, I got the video blogs, vlogs, whatever you want to call them online, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. So that's the demand for the content is yeah. going up with that. Um, I'm an IG model, so, you know, I got a lot of stuff going on with new photos and stuff coming out and just, you know, pushing the music. Okay, that's what's up. Yeah, how'd that deal with AE come about? Um, actually, Boom Man, like he, um, I think he tapped into um, my content on Instagram or either Facebook. Somewhere he caught on to one of the videos. That's how most people see me. They see me <laughs> on the video, spin game, on just, you know, real life stuff, and they, they lock in from there. So, you know, he had a podcast idea and then we just kind of went from there. And then, you know, my music is up there. So, yeah. of course, all that stuff was just going to come together. Yeah. But yeah, they, they, you know how you like lock in with somebody, you know, that it's good energy off top. Like that's, mm-hmm. it was like family off top, like the conversations, everything lining up. We on the same page and I'm a hustler. So start talking the right amount of money and getting money <laughs> and, and 10x and what we got. It was a go from there. Yeah, I dig that. Congrats, by the way, too. I appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So talk to us about life in St. Pete. Who is Florida? It's St. Pete. It's, it's a, my city is a struggle city. 
like, you know, I'm from the same city as Rod Wave and, you know, you can catch like the content of his music to know like stuff be going on. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it's the hood, but it's, you know, the area I live in, it's like it's that retirement area where you expect people to come there and the old people come to retire and chillax. But, man, it's some hoods. It's some some stuff going on. Oh, yeah. It's some crime. It's some bodies being caught. It's some gang gang shit. It's, you know, it's all kind of stuff going on. But it's a lot of money circulating around, too. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if you ain't never been to St. Pete, if you ain't never been to St. Petersburg, Florida, I would encourage you to come through that area. You know, Bucks just won the Super Bowl. It's yep. up there. We lit. You Had know, the parade yesterday. Stuff going yep. on. But you definitely got to, you know, you got to know where you're going when you come down there. Because like I say, it's some areas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially on that south side. Definitely. <laughs> so what was your childhood like growing up there? Ooh, I grew up in Jamestown. So for the people that, that's familiar with St. Pete, it's like, you know, a projects or an apartment complex, low income households. And I, you know, I grew up tough. Most people that that know me online, they know me for my content and specifically speaking on how a lot of us was raised wrong, especially in the urban community. You was brought up in a way where your parents were surviving when they raised you. It wasn't a real like you wasn't taught real life skills like stress management, how to, you know, save money being economically savvy, understanding finances, understanding when you hit a certain age, when life hit, you still got to pay bills, even when you're going through relationships and heartbreak and, you know, just all kind of stuff. So for me, my upbringing was tough because we were poor, as is most people coming from the hood of the projects, whether you're from St. Pete or not. But, you know, somewhere along the way, it clicked for me that like life is more about finding self, more about figuring out you know, what your purpose is, understanding how to manage your emotions and move through this shit to where you ain't being used up or just surviving. So, you know, I embrace it. I went through a lot of shit growing up, but it, it made me and gave me the clarity that I have today. Yeah, absolutely. And you went to college, right? Absolutely. Yep. So a lot of people be on my videos and, you know, like, cause I'm hood, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm project out if, if that even makes sense but like you know i curse i talk slang and i do it on purpose so a lot of people get on the videos and they feel like okay she's speaking that real shit but we don't know if she educated or not they don't know you know i studied psychology in college like you know i know something but at the same time i understand how to reach people that come from where i come from because we are the ones that need the knowledge you know somebody that got a college degree grew up great household haven't really had to go through anything as far as being messed up financially mentally trauma bonded, not knowing how to deal with their mental issues as far as mental health, like somebody who, who was brought up where all of that is together, they really ain't looking for my content online. They ain't sitting on the videos. So, you know, I give it to them hood yeah. every time to make sure you hit the right audience. Yeah. How'd you get into, um, you know, making these type of videos and kind of just giving out the game? Like I'm going to tell you, man, for real, for real, I started out like just telling stories from my life and my upbringing on, on Facebook. I started out on Facebook and it used to be like three or four people on there, like not <laughs> not very many people at all. But my delivery, like the way that I talk when I'm telling like, you know, whatever stories I'm telling and whatever little lesson I give at the end, it just took off on its own. It was never something I was purposely trying to do. And then it just caught. And from there, like people started wanting to reach out to me and talk to me about their life and get some advice. And then from there, it just turned into like, Oh, y'all need to go watch her. Y'all need to go. And it just, you know, it just kind of, it took a life of its own. Now it really runs me. The videos and the, the content and the demand for, like, I'm going to tell you some funny shit. I, um, you know, sometimes in my life I have so much going on. I'm like, okay, I need to disconnect from social media. 
So I got off of Facebook one time and I wasn't really on Instagram. I deactivated my Facebook. These people started a petition to get Facebook to not allow me to deactivate my page because it's like <laughs> it's therapy. And I'm like taking away their they ability to be able to like think clear based on the content. It's crazy. What does it mean for you to have so many people that kind of depend on you for that type of advice? It, 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 honestly, that's a good question. It, it made me realize I have to be responsible. You know how like we, we will cancel celebrities or hold them to a certain standard that they ain't even really asked for. I haven't even made it close to, you know, where I want to go. But I've realized there's a certain responsibility that comes along with having as much clout or as much support or as much following that I have because people genuinely wake up and they look to me for advice on like real life shit. Not like just music, not like just, oh, let me, you know, she look nice. Oh, that's one of those Instagram models. She pretty. Let me, you know, ask her for some like advice on vanity. No, like they come to me like, listen, I feel suicidal. I'm going through a breakup or I don't know how to cope with this. Or listen, my, my mom got me with these generational curses where I'm treating my kids a certain kind of way based on how she treated me. Or, you know, I don't know how to manage my emotions right. I don't know how to like it just made me realize like these people really need this shit and it's nobody else giving it to them the way that I'm giving it to them. It's nobody else that picked the topics that I pick. I get like a lot of backlash from females because in my videos, I'm able to give it to them from the perspective that, you know, the niggas ain't the ones that's always wrong. Like we very manipulative. We do a lot of shit in relationships and using kids as pawns and just, you know, just the power of the pussy and being able to just treat niggas a certain kind of way based on money and what the, the music and the media is telling us we should value. And like, we got to take some accountability and some responsibility. And now, you know, ooh, females be wanting to, they're like, ooh, they want to beat my ass about that. How dare she like take the nigga side? Does so yeah, I'm realizing more and more like it's, it's like I say, it's a, it's a life of its own, but I understand the responsibility behind it. So does it ever get to be too overwhelming? Like you're sometimes, getting all these problems from so many different people. Sometimes I ain't gonna cap. I do what's called one-on-one -on -one consultation. So basically you can hit up Authentic Empire on the uh, text line that's in my bio on Instagram. And you know, my assistants and the people on my team at AE, they'll set you up with a consultation that you pay for, kind of like a therapy session or whatever. And man, when you're talking to some of these people, that shit like, you already know when somebody venting when something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. To you, it's one thing, but like, I, I feel the transfer of energy when it be on people. Like when it be like they really be going through shit and they pour their heart out to me about what they, what they feeling, what they got going on, the type of relationships they in, the stuff they going through with family. You know, it just, it it does weigh on me, and it gets to a point where I want to check out. And like I say, they the man Instagram, Facebook, they won't let me. I deactivated. <laughs> as a matter of fact, last night for I think I wasn't even deactivated maybe twelve hours. They was hitting up my people's like, where's she at? What's going on? Why is the page down? Man, I watch that page every morning. Like, I need that. Like, you can't do this. At least open the page back up so I can look at the video. Like, it was just crazy. So, but yeah, it does get to me sometimes in a way where I have to recharge my energy like a battery. Like, I got to get off of here. I got to stop talking to people. I got to, you know, manage my shit so that when I'm talking to people, I'm not passing out biased advice. It's not coming from an emotional place because I really push people to be practical. I think a lot of us wasn't taught in our upbringing. 
You know how everybody want to be real. Everybody want to say they're a real nigga. I'm a real bitch. I keep it a hundred. The realest person in the room is the most practical. The one that can use their common sense through the emotion, through whatever's going on. And they can come out with a conclusion or a decision that's based on what's reality, what's actually going on, what's practical to moving forward and growth, not based on a feeling that's temporary. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy because like um, the conversation I've been giving lately online, I've been telling a lot of people, you know, when you in like kindergarten and they teach you like to use your imagination and shit, that fucked a lot of us up. Like when the kindergarten teacher taught you like close your eyes and imagine that you're on the moon and picture the stars. It's real deal. People fucking grown 35, 40, 50, like they create hypothetical imagination scenarios in their head and then they will act off of that in reality, like in relationships and everything. Like you imagine your dude probably at the store hollering at some hoes and you like sit there and make yourself mad. And then when he come home, you got an attitude with him about some shit that didn't actually happen. But this shit is like, it's real to them. Like they call their homegirl. She like, yeah, that nigga probably was. Fuck him up when he get to the house. And it's like this whole thing. And I be on, I be on like the one-on-one -on -one calls with people. I'm like, she really don't realize she used her kindergarten imagination like to fucking ruin her fucking relationship. And it's just like, it's crazy though. It's, it's crazy the, the amount of stuff as adults that we like don't realize we are misusing or we missed out on in our upbringing. Yeah. And you wrote a book too, right? Yes. Yes. So, and, and honestly, I got several books wrote, but pay attention. It's, you can get it on, on my website, lovedorseytv.com, or you can go on Amazon, but it's a workbook. It's basically, um, the essence behind what I teach, which is personal accountability. So you get the book, highlight a marker, you really dig into it and, and apply it to your life. It's making you take accountability for the state of your life. I'm a firm believer in where you at today, how much money you got, how much money you don't got, how much you've accomplished, if you have multiple streams of income, if you've been through a bunch of poor ass relationships, everything that's going on with you is it a, it's a reflection of your choices. But a lot of times, we are led to believe that we're a victim of life, that it's just happened to us. Like, you know, regardless of what people's religion is, they like to believe the universe or the higher power, Allah, Yahweh, Buddha is like testing them. And this stuff that's happening to them is coming from that. But really, it's the poor ass choices your ass made in the past that got you where you at now. How much money you fucked up, how many bags you ran up, how many people you crossed, how many kids you laid up and fucked and had. That's why you at where you at. So it's like if you just be accountable for that, you will be that much more responsible with your decisions and shit will start going different. So that's really the basis behind the book. Okay. And where's the book available? Where can people check uh, this Again, out? it's on Amazon. You can go on Amazon. You can go on. Really, it's in Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, Walmart, Target. It, it took a life of its own. It's on. I never even put it on those places. I put it one place, Amazon. Amazon, and I sell it hand-to-hand -hand on my website. But I guess from it being in high demand, other platforms picked it up, you know, and I, they like it. I love it. Give me, send me the royalty checks. I'm with it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Now, do you have anyone you could turn to to kind of vent and like get out your frustrations as uh, well? Man, um, for me, it's the music. I don't have like okay. a, you know, I got somebody special in my love life that I just like am able to like open up to. But outside of that, like, no, nah, because it's nobody that give it like I give it. So it's like it's people that try. Like I got family members that they, you know, if you need me, talk to me. But if you ain't going to give it to me like love Dorsey style, it ain't going to really do nothing for me. And, you know, I did. Honestly, I did. A, people ask me all the time. They always like, what was that thing that happened to you in your life that made you like get like this? Like they think I was like 
raped in an alley somewhere or something like, you know, and I, I ain't trying to make light of anybody that went through nothing like that, but they think I went through some sort of dramatic tragedy or trauma and it clicked and then I got, I became Love Dorsey. But truth be told, I just watched enough of the lessons from the people fucking up around me and the stuff I made mistakes on in my life and I realized like, we've been doing it wrong. So I challenged myself to think outside of the box, but not that cliche outside of the box. Like I sat down and challenged what my mom taught me. I sat down and challenged like what I saw my grandparents do. I sat down and really thought about like a lot of this shit, especially for black people, it comes from the slave mentality. It comes from us just doing shit just because we seen our mama do it and we didn't, you know what I'm saying? We didn't know that she didn't have no idea what she was doing. It's crazy because I be telling people and this really like, it bothers them. A lot of people will cry when I really break this down to them. But I explain like, if you got children, as adolescents, we get to a certain age and we realize like our parents really didn't have it figured out. Like they were just doing the best they can. And it's like when you realize that that's when you start listening to people in the world. You know how you see an 18, 19 year old and they stop listening to mama said do this or your daddy said and they start really just doing their own thing. And we look at it as defiance. But that's that moment when it click in their mind that. Especially for urban people. My mama ain't got no bunch of generational wealth. She ain't got no bunch of money. If I needed a rack right now to do something or if I needed, I wanted a car or to borrow 10,000, she ain't got it. So really all the shit she was telling me was just her surviving day to day. I got to get out here in the world and figure this shit out. And then we realized like we wasn't taught stress management. We never had no conversations about how emotions will fuck your life up if you make decisions based. This is stuff that we wasn't taught. We taught how to cook, clean, match up your clothes, make sure your drawers clean. Don't leave out the house without brushing your teeth, shit like that. But nobody said like you could be going through a heartbreak in a relationship and be overwhelmed with emotion, but you still got to take your ass to work. And if you go to them people job acting crazy, they will fire your ass. You won't be able to pay your bills as your mama. I don't got no money to pay your bills. You will be homeless. You have to come back here. People will start judging you because you live at home like nobody's saying this shit nobody's saying like if you don't have credit you're gonna have to work your ass off to buy everything because people are gonna look at you like if you ain't got the money you ain't got nothing this just the real shit that's just not being taught everybody i think we on a wave right now like entrepreneurship and i think what people ain't telling us neither is like open up a business and celebrating the llc or a flyer you made saying your building is now open that ain't shit. You're supposed to celebrate the numbers when you actually bringing in some revenue. We have grand openings and we celebrating the idea that we went and got some debt. We ain't, you know what I mean? Like, and nobody's saying like, hey, good job on becoming an entrepreneur, but until you make back what you just put in, you ain't accomplished shit. That's just a facade you created in your mind that you're now some sort of boss. You know, everybody online, I'm a boss, bitch. I got a house online. I'm a boss, bitch. I, you know, I got my own music label. I, I own my own music. Ain't nobody buying that shit. So you ain't making no, you a boss of what? Nothing. But this is the stuff that's like not being told to us. So, you know, for me, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm locked in on that. I'm locked in on like the real shit that's not being said and spoken on. So I usually have to get myself game to answer your question. Like I have to get in the music, vent to myself, reflect, talk to myself in the mirror, make sure I'm managing my, managing my emotions. I call it tallying up. That's where like every quarter, maybe every three months or six months, I'll sit down and be like, okay, bitch, what did you really accomplish? How, how far are you from where you were? Because, you know, I, I can look like I'm very successful in comparison to somebody else's life. But to where I was last year, I ain't too much further. So it's like, bitch, you got more work to do. You ain't going hard enough. You ain't. You know what I mean? I feel that. So what had inspired you to start making music at first? Um, Honestly, um, my boyfriend, like I felt like, OK, so I was dating a street nigga like 
he, he was, that was my world. Like he taught me about hustling, taught me how to cook dope, taught me how to break down pounds, taught me just the, the metrics and, and how much shit costs and, and just the entrepreneurship mentality of the streets. I got it all from him. Like I remember when I first met him, I was walking to Jaro's. It's a, it's a place in uh, St. Pete. Everybody know what Jaro's is, but you know, you can get subs, wings and fries, all kind of shit. But I'm, I'm walking to Jaro's and he was on, I never forget. He was on a bicycle with a, a, a kid Jordan shoebox on the back. It had like a little thing on the back that you can strap a box to. He had a box strapped to it and he had like his work in the box. And like, we just like clicked from there. And like, he just a real hustle. And I watched him grind from riding a bike to, you know, riding a foreign car, just, just grind up racks. And next thing I know, we taking trips to Cali. We copping work. We, you know, I'm, I'm touching and playing with money that like, I was working at Walgreens in a pharmacy, going to school to be a pharmacist. And like, you know, I'm working with everyday paychecks, but long story short, like, he, he really molded me into like the hustle mentality that I have today. And then he got killed in a trap, like a female that was copping work from them. She go by Bud. She, you know, she went back to, she lived in Clearwater. I'm in St. Pete. She went. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Back to Clearwater and told her boyfriend and his homeboys that, you know, the place I go cop bud from, the dude that be in there, you know, I think he kind of liked me and, uh, you know, it's a lick for y'all. He be in there by himself. So they sent her to go to the door and she, she went to knock on the door like she was going to make a, you know, purchase. And I think he saw behind her, the other niggas, it was like six niggas that she brought with her, some in the car, some creeping up behind. And he up this fire and shot through the door and she ran. He ended up shooting a couple of the niggas, but they ended up shooting him through the door. He ended up dying. And like, it just, it went downhill for me from there. I got in a space where I didn't want to live. Like I really wasn't, you know, fucking with life at all. It was a dark space. And I watched like his homeboys like move forward. And this is why I feel for like, you know, street niggas, just cause I watched like the people he cared about and loved the most and grind with every day and would die for. I watched them just like move on the next day. Like it was nothing. They like, they took his body dropped them off at the hospital and kept going because they was worried about going to jail. They didn't care about the life that was lost. So they left him and one of them called me and I'll never forget I was in my salon that he helped me open and shit about to make me cry. But I got the phone call and he like, his homeboy was like, you know, Mario got shot, it's bad. He at the hospital and he hung up. Didn't tell me which hospital and in St. Peter, you know, it's like three, four hospitals. So my shop was right across from Edward White. I went to that hospital, he wasn't there. I went to St. Anthony's, he wasn't there. By the time I got to Bayfront, he was already dead. And then to make things even worse, like they were like only two people could view the body. So of course I let his mom and another close like relative, I didn't even get to see and it just fucked me up. I just, and I was in his car. I just rode around the city for hours, just like deciding in that moment rather I want to like live or die. And then it's funny cause that's how I met DJ Wynn. Shout out to him. Um, him, gutter sound, the whole movement, the whole camp, like they was a studio, right? Um, and I started, I ended up linking with them a short time after that. And I started like rapping. It was like poetry for me, but it turned into like, you know, just hardcore rap. Cause I knew the streets through him. So it was almost, I was rapping as him. And you know, they took me in as a family, just like under their wing, like from there it was like, Back then they called me Lady Love, so it was Lady Love with gutter sound and DJ Wynn was the DJ and that was my like, I, I told him when I first started rapping like, man, if I ever make it, you're going to be my DJ. Like, you got to be because, you know, I'm just, I'm locked in with the people that was there for me and I don't think they even know like, 
that's the reason why I started rapping. Like I just started going there and doing music. And you know, I was raw from the start just cause it was coming from a painful place. Like it was coming from a space of like, if I don't have some sort of outlet or add something new to replace what I lost, I, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Was the feedback positive right away when you first started releasing music? It was because I'm not the average female rapper. Like I'm not selling pussy over a beat. Like I'm not, my content and my music is the same as my videos. And I feel like even for people that hear me for the first time and they like, they don't necessarily know if this they genre of music, the, the lyrics are so real and it's applicable to the stuff that people really, they don't, they can't help but double back and fuck with the music. Like I said, even the, the situation I'm in with Authentic Empire, Boom Man didn't reach out to me based on my music, he reached out based on like the content and what he's seeing people gravitate towards me to for the, the video vlogs and the, the, the stuff that I'm talking about on real life. But like my music is that, too. So the same way they yearning and they screaming for my do a video, do a live, talk about this. It's the same thing they're doing for the music. So it's selling itself. So, you know, as long as the video swinging, my music going to swing, too. Yeah. Toxic. Is that the new single you're pushing right now? Yeah. So it's crazy because I, I, I did that one after like making a decision to get out of a, a relationship that I like. I was going in circles, man. Like, you know, I was in my feelings about this dude and like I felt like he probably was in his feelings about me. But it, we was just toxic. You know, the relationships <laughs> where y'all just, you know, this shit ain't going nowhere. You're arguing, fighting, fucking. You're going back and forth. And, you know, I just put in a song like I just explained. And the song just kind of hit for people. There's so many people in relationships right now where it's like. You know, I'm just going around, sticking around like I love you. I know it ain't going nowhere, but I can't really get out because of my feelings. And like I ain't mature enough. It's just, you know, it, it, it's it's up there right now. Like that's what people are asking for. And I'm getting ready to shoot the video soon so they can have a visual to match with the song. But yeah, that's what that's what's going right now. OK. Was it therapeutic recording that song? Then? Yeah, 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 it was. <laughs> it, well, I even it, it's crazy because when I finished the song, like, I felt liberated, and I, like, I'm like, I'm finna send it to the nigga, like, he did you know, like, yeah, and I sent it, so, like, <laughs> I sent the song, and I'm expecting him to be like, why the fuck you made that song about, because I, you know, I sent the text, and I'm like, this, this song is, is by us, and, like, me, like, this is my last straw, I ain't fucking with you no more, he hearted that bitch, so it threw me, I'm like, this is some toxic ass shit, this nigga, like, he, like, I love that bitch, and then never said nothing else, ah, you I'm gonna be crazy, let me get away from this shit, it was toxic, toxic. <laughs> Are you working on a new project right now or kind of just focusing on the singles? No. So, yeah, I got a whole tape that's coming out and it's really centered around that whole genre of toxic like relationships, the ups and downs. So it is a whole tape coming and people asking for that. And then I got um, another project I'm working on with. Shout out to Pasta. Like me and him going to do a whole tape together on oh, like really? some Queen and Slim, Bonnie and Clyde type shit. He like he really matched my energy with the music and just in life. I never I haven't found in my lifetime since I I was able to click and really get my purpose. I haven't found a dude yet that can match my mental on like the stuff I talk about and like, and you know, it's hard cause I'm big on like people that know me and been watching my videos. They know I'm big on, if you're in a relationship, a woman submitting to a man, I genuinely believe in allowing a man to lead and a female being a female. So for me, a lot of the relationships I've been in in my life, like I'm tougher than a nigga. Like my mindset is more of a alpha than his. So I really needed somebody that like, you know, iron sharpening iron. Like it's a situation where I can be a female and not have to be love Dorsey 24 seven. Yeah, I feel that. How do you balance everything? I don't, man. <laughs> it's crazy because uh, shout out to Energy and Boom Man at AE, man. They, they kind of get on me all the time. Like I just left a meeting before we came here where they was just trying to get on me about my organization and just, cause it's a lot, man. It's the music, it's, it's I'm still, you know, I got my own family, I got, you know, 
a relationship, but I got everything else and it's in high demand. And I really, I realized last night when I deactivated my Instagram and my Facebook, I really can't check out from nothing. You know, you can't check out from being a part of your family. They won't let me check out from online. Like <laughs> I can't like, and I got deadlines with my music and stuff that I'm obligated to. And then I got people in my life, man. The thing about coming from the hood and coming from a place like St. Pete, it's people that they've already made their mind up that you obligated to make it so they can come up. Like they've banked on she my route out. So it's like if they see you slowing up, they put pressure down like, nah, what you doing? Like, hey, we don't see you online. Like, what's up with the music? Like when you come into the studio, like what's going on with this? It's like you can't let up. So to answer your question, I, I don't. It just kind of balances itself, I guess. Or maybe it ain't. But I don't fucking know it's running me. <laughs> <laughs> what's next for you? Mm, um, an official podcast. That's okay. I, I want to get that so I can get away from just doing the live videos. I call them car specials. Uh, on my Instagram and Facebook. And I want to be able to touch all platforms, man. It's crazy how these scammers be exploiting like people. I'm getting just, you know, I'm reaching that small stardom phase, if you want to call it, where I'm realizing what like rich and famous people go through, where they take your name and use it to make money. Like it's this Facebook page, the, the bio say he's a Brazilian gamer, like a video gamer. But he got like 67,000 followers and the page is me. You know, it's all my pictures, <laughs> it's all my lives. And he has some sort of, I don't know, some sort of tech where he can take a live I did on Instagram and make it like I'm live right now on Facebook. <laughs> really? And then they put a cash out and like all my followers go in there and they send them money. Like my birthday, it was people hit me up like, hey, I sent you $500. A, one dude was like, I sent you $1,000, man, just because I learned. So you ain't send me 1000 You sent the Brazilian gamer that he came up. like. And then it's going on on YouTube. People are like, they write me on Instagram. They're like, I've been watching you on YouTube for the longest. YouTube? I don't post nothing on YouTube. Like, it's just, it's going on. So I really want to, next for me is getting a podcast and being able to really own my content so it can't be confiscated and, you know, used in a way where they're exploiting or taking advantage of people that's, they really want to support the brand. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Any shout outs before we wrap it up? Man, I got to shout out DJ Wynn because I wouldn't even be here if he didn't like connect me. So, man, networking is so important. Shout out to DJ Wynn, man. Much love to you. Shout out to Authentic Empire. You know, the whole team in here. Boom, man, man. He he really the one that got me locked in up here in Atlanta. Like, shout out to Pasta. Shout out to Shardy T. Like, my studio back home, Stylish Studios. I don't know if you're familiar with that studio in St. Mm -hmm. Pete, but man, that's my home. And, and he... Really, the closest thing I got to somebody I could actually go to and vent and talk to would be Shawty T at Stylist Studios. So when I'm on, he on, man, my family and, and, you know, my best friend, shout out to Randall Strauss. Like, he been a real support system. That's that person that, like, you ever had somebody in your life, like, you, you could be on your, on your lowest of your low, like $10 in your account and owe them 500 and they still gonna show up and support and let you pop your shit and not like, like, that's my family, man. Like, for real, for real. Just any, just anybody that's been supporting my music and my brand, I fuck with y'all. Lisa Marie in um, New York, I fuck with you. Roy in Orlando, man, y'all been supporting my brand from the bottom. Just real, real ones know they know. Like I don't even gotta officially give a tag or a plug or a shout out. They, you know, you know me. If I'm rocking, you rolling, I make it. You there? Say what made me laugh, made me cry. I told him that you be lie. Too much pride to slide. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.